Welcome to Cureleaf, a medical marijuana dispensary. Whether you're a longtime patient or you're just getting acquainted with this incredible plant, Cureleaf of Pennsylvania is honored to guide you along your medical marijuana journey. Visit us soon at our new State College location. This is Dustin Hawkinsmith from Penn Live back for another final look at Penn State in a 45-14 win over Indiana, improved to 7-2 on the season. Really the third straight quality performance, which includes a loss to Ohio State and another blowout win over Minnesota, this time on the road, this time guided by a defense that was just far too much for this Indiana offense. And we'll look at some of the finer points of that defensive performance in this game starting with a very dominant effort from Penn State's defensive line. It seemed like everything Indiana tried to do, whether that was a run, pass, whatever, option play, Penn State was able to blow it up, and they were mostly able to blow it up with pressure that came from their front three or four. Manny Diaz did dial up some pressure, did have some guys coming off the edge, did get his linebackers and defensive backs involved. But this defensive line was really, really good in this game. I think speaks to the depth of Penn State's playmakers up front, but it also probably speaks to Indiana's inability to block much uh, up front too, which you know Penn State has experienced this in, in that loss to Michigan. If you can't get things blocked up front, it doesn't matter how creative you are, doesn't matter how many skill position players you have, it's really hard to win a game like that. And I think the numbers speak for themselves in this one. 16 tackles for loss and six sacks. That uh, TFL count was huge, and I believe 13 in the first half, so really smothered Indiana. Even though they made some plays happen early in this game, a lot of them Jack Tuttle, um, quarterback, making things happen when nothing was down the field, scrambling and running. Uh, That 16 tackles for loss was reportedly the highest number of tackles for losses Um, since that number has been tracked as a statistic in the NCAA, Penn State's highest total. Uh, The six sacks came from six different players, so the pressure really did come from everywhere in this one. Twelve different guys were credited with at least a half a tackle for loss. So that performance was, was pretty diverse as well. Just showed that on any given play, Penn State, whether it was a defensive lineman, linebacker, safety, cornerback, somebody, usually multiple somebodies were winning their one-on-one matchups and and, uh, disrupting that Indiana offense. And the final numbers really back that up. Kobe King was a standout in those regards. He led Penn State with eight tackles in this game. He also had two and a half tackles for loss. And he had added a quarterback hurry. So you saw Tyler Elsden. Gets shaken up a couple times in this game. You saw Kobe King play far more snaps in this one than Tyler Elston did. And from the looks of it now, I don't know if that's going to be a permanent thing going forward, but Kobe, but Kobe King certainly made the most of the opportunity. And I think when he has been on the field, he's shown a more diverse range of playmaking ability than Tyler Elston. And I would imagine with three regular season games to go and one bowl game to go, and that experience gap starting to shrink between Elston and Kobe King, there's a pretty good chance that Kobe King manages to parlay this performance. Uh, he stepped up when he needed to parlay that performance and his playmaking range into a bigger role down the stretch. That could still mean Tyler Elston starts and Kobe King just plays more snaps, or maybe we see an outright position change, which we have kind of seen with Abdul Carter and Jonathan Sutherland at another linebacker spot. 
So by the end of the season, from the beginning of the season, you could have two-thirds of those starting jobs at linebacker have changed hands. We'll see. That's getting a little ahead of ourselves. But Kobe King, I think the way he played against Indiana kind of dictated that we talk about him in this regard. So Indiana had some blocking issues, but I think Penn State, when you look at Chop Robinson, Adisa Isaac, Nick Tarburton got in on the act here with, with the sack in this game. Inside, P.J. Mustafer, Kaziah Izzard uh, has, has been back, and he got a sack in this game. You have a bunch of different guys who are high-level players who it's just tough to block them, and Indiana really struggled in that regard. Some blame goes on Indiana. They're, they're limited on, on, along the offensive line, but I think a lot of praise goes to Penn State and to Manny Diaz for having these guys in position to make plays. Speaking of making plays, Penn State does not have a better overall playmaker on its defense than Jair Brown. He had an incredible sack in this one, bringing pressure off the left side of Indiana's offensive line. Ended up one-on-one with with Indiana's running back, pretty close to the line of scrimmage, did a little stutter step, a little Euro step, blew right past him and blew up the quarterback there. Uh, Pressure came from all over in this game. The 16 tackles for loss, the six sacks that we talked about earlier. Um, But Jair Brown found another unique way to get involved and to make plays. So right now this season, he leads the team with 52 tackles and three interceptions. That's a pretty rare duo to lead one team, especially a really good defense in both of those categories. Tied for third on the team with four and a half tackles for loss. He's second on the team with four quarterback hurries. He's got a forced fumble. If there's a play to be made, Jair Brown has shown he can make it. Really no uh, drop-off whatsoever from Jaquan Brisker who now is a big-time playmaking safety for the Chicago Bears. Jair Brown looks to have the same future going into the NFL. That's back-to-back quality prospects at the safety position that Penn State has utilized and helped maximize and turn them into NFL players. Jair Brown certainly fits that bill. His playmaking ability doesn't have a lot of limitations, and it's been so important to Manny Diaz in this Penn State defense. Welcome to Cureleaf, a medical marijuana dispensary. Whether you're a longtime patient or you're just getting acquainted with this incredible plant, Cureleaf of Pennsylvania is honored to guide you along your medical marijuana journey. Have questions? Visit us at cureleaf.com or stop in to see us at any of our locations, including our new state college dispensary located at 1248 South Atherton Street. Let's talk medical marijuana and let our confidence become yours. We talked about Kobe King earlier. This is a redshirt freshman who got extensive playing time at Indiana, did not start, but he did see his biggest role of the year, led the team with eight tackles and two and a half tackles for loss, had that quarterback hurry. Reminded me a little bit of Ellis Brooks in the way that he was able to make plays from that middle linebacker spot. Uh, Obviously a big kid, around 240 pounds, uh, was a three-star prospect coming out of Michigan along with his uh, brother, Co- uh, Kalen King. You know, two guys who are now playing bigger and bigger parts of this Penn State defense. But both of these guys, immediately upon arriving at Penn State um, in January 2021, showed that they were advanced when it came to football IQ and instincts and knowledge and, and just ability to actually play the game that they're playing. And I think that that's helped Kobe King play faster than you might expect. And I think certainly playing faster, you know, at his best than Tyler Elsden when he's at his best 
You have two guys who are physical, still growing into their positions. It's a really good spot for Penn State to be in. But I think, um, you know, Kobe King reminded me of Ellis Brooks because Ellis Brooks was able to uh, blitz. He was able to drop into coverage a little bit. He was able to blow up run plays. He was able to go sideline to sideline. Um, not just a bruiser in the middle. And I think that's what where Kobe King is, is starting to track as well. And I think his role will continue to grow as the season goes on. I think he, he just merits that because, you know, there aren't a lot of guys who can make those types of plays for you. Uh, and I think he's that player in the middle. Did some dynamic stuff, and I think Penn State's defense would certainly benefit with having a little bit more Kobe King. Tyler Elston, he's a grinder. Uh, he's a blue-collar guy. He He's willing to do the dirty work. He's physical. You know, I think you've seen him get exposed a, co- a few times uh, in coverage and with his feet being a little bit too slow for, for comfort. And I think uh, he still warrants time for sure. Maybe he's still Penn State starter, but Kobe King, worth watching moving forward. Can he parlay that experience against Indiana into a bigger role in the final three games of the regular season as well as the bowl game? I really think that he's going to. Wouldn't be a surprise if either by the end of this year or the start of next season, he's Penn State's top middle linebacker. Couple other takeaways from this uh, this Penn State defense. Kalen King, we talked about Kobe King, uh, picture perfect on his interception. Awareness, ball skills, body control. You know, gave up a step to the wide receiver he was covering, but was uh, more than able to to close that ground and come up with an interception. Really good one where he high pointed the ball. Daquan Hardy, an interception in this one, nearly took it back for a touchdown. Uh, he ended up with an 18-yard return, set Penn State up inside the Indiana 5. Denied Dennis Sutton, the freshman defensive end, looked a little bit like a running back, running, uh, intercepting a pass and taking it back 20 yards. Uh, big dude. We're starting to see him scratch the surface there. Um, first career, first interception for all three of those guys of the season. Indiana's quarterbacks were under duress so much of the day. We saw three different quarterbacks in this one. Devon Ellis credited for a sack uh, where Jack Tuttle was knocked out of the game. We saw a true freshman come in. We saw Dexter Williams, their third stringer, come in and make some things happen. Uh, Penn State playmakers were always there to make Indiana pay. They blew up things at the line of scrimmage. They made plays sideline to sideline, limited big plays. And Penn State uh, comes out of this game ranked number 20 nationally with 10 interceptions. And I think there's been opportunities for even more that they haven't converted. So you see, you have seen this defense take it up a notch with pressure in a lot of time, uh, situations. Y'all have also seen them get a little better in terms of not just coming close to making plays that, that change the field, but actually making those plays and creating turnovers at a higher level. Thanks for tuning into this edition of the Blue White Breakdown. Stay with us, the daily Penn State podcast from Penn Live. Those are everywhere you can get your podcasts. Everything else we do is available at PennLive.com slash Penn State Football. We'll see you next time on the Blue White Breakdown. Welcome to Cureleaf, a medical marijuana dispensary. Whether you're a longtime patient or you're just getting acquainted with this incredible plant, Cureleaf of Pennsylvania is honored to guide you along your medical marijuana journey. Visit us soon at our new State College location.